Gaming is an adventure. You can delve into the deepest sea or soar above the highest mountain. You can become the hero, slay dragons, or rule entire civilizations. You can do this all alone or with the fellowship of the best companions. So what do you say? Are you ready to go on an adventure? This is the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Gaming Adventure Club Podcast. I am your host, Manny G, and I am joined, as always, by the super tan Florida man, TX Andy Man. What's up, buddy? TX by way of Florida. Yes, dude, you just spent like a half week in Miami. I totally did, bro. Picked up the Cuban accent and everything. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Did you bring back any cigars? Uh, No, you know what? Actually, I did not. That's one thing I didn't do. You know what I did do that was a great adventure and I recommend it to everybody. Uh, So I was, um, you know, I stayed in a pretty cool part of town, right? Uh, The brickle uh i guess district uh for those of you that are familiar with florida um and so i was kind of in walking distance uh to like some pretty cool sort of eateries and shops but you know it was still like it was a mile and a half walk right so and in the heat as you know manny in in the humidity oh yes mile and a half can be pretty rugged yeah Um, it could be like 10 miles yes (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, dude, I hopped on one of those fancy Uber scooters. What? <laughs> yes, dude. No way. Yeah. Uh, dude, it was great. It was freaking awesome. Now, the the thing was, though, I was kind of in my work sort of clothes, which is, you know, yeah. I mean, it's not like I wear a suit, but I do wear like a, a nice polo, some dress pants and some dress shoes, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm riding around in the scooter, you know, in my in my work clothes, quote unquote work clothes when I'm when mm-hmm. I'm out teaching. And yeah. uh so I kind of felt weird about it, but uh, you know, I look around and dude, there are dudes in straight up suits and ties and everything doing the same thing. So I'm all like, huh, <laughs> there you go. I, nice dude, dude, that's how you get around. That's great. Yeah. yeah. But I, I also felt kind of like I just went like all in, like Uber millennial mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> with, with my scooter downtown. That's cool, man. Uh, but it was fun, dude. It was a fun trip, man. Well, good. Welcome home, dude. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Are you going to be home for a little bit or you don't know? Yeah, yeah. I have nothing uh, on the horizon other than uh, my, you know, my regular work. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, dude, I'm here. How about you, man? Dude, I have been, uh, I've been playing video games. Oh, what have you been playing? I haven't even seen you. I've been playing. Well, this is kind of funny because you could play this like during the day, during work time. I've been playing that new Harry Potter Wizards Unite. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the mobile game. Now, that's still uh, like a beta, right? Uh, no, it's full on release now. It just full came release. out and it is it's made by Niant- Niantic. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I just said that wrong. Niantic. Niantic. Wait, Niantic. is there how many? Sil- is it two syllables or three? I'm, I'm sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this the, like the Pokemon Go of Harry it is Potter? From the makers of the Pokemon Go. I gotcha. But it's it's similar. It kind of uses the same like map type thing and you just kind of um you use your finger to cast spells. Are you to... expelliarmusing everything? Dude, all day. <laughs> nice. All day dude. long. Well, it. it's funny, it's it's free. 
but it's uh-huh. like an energy based game. It costs one energy to cast a spell and there's some limited ways to get energy mm-hmm. and it's kind of a pain to get energy unless you can like, like you drive around and go to like a restaurant or whatever in the parking lot. You can do like this little mini game where you just click a thing once mm-hmm. and RNG chance you might get energy. You might get something else. Right. And you could do that once every five minutes. Oh, okay. But it's like, okay, if if I want to play, like I want to get home and I want to play this on my couch for a little bit. It's like you have a you have to have a decent amount of energy to do that. Right. And if you're not like during the day out trying to collect energy, it's right. kind of like right. a pain. Or you could, so you know, like you got, you got, you could, you know what? What's that? The, I I I've figured it out for you, bro. You figure what is it? You leave the phone with the kids during the day for <laughs> recess. Uh huh. Go farm some energy for dad. Whoever gets the most. <laughs> but will... you need a you need a restaurant. Like you, they can't. You oh. can't collect energy from home. Uh, oh, I see. You have to. Yeah, from a you specific have to like location. go to a location. Yeah, and there's like oh, like a daily or something that'll give you a few, and like there's a couple little things. But the main thing is that they have a little cash shop, and you spend like a dollar for yeah, I don't know, like fifty go. energy. Yeah. And it's like, dude, am I gonna Mo. spend a dollar every day on this game just so I can play it? So like, yes, man. The answer is yes. No. You are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> EA no, wants you dude. to give them all of the dollars. All the dollars. But no, no, I, I, I'm like, no. So I played it for like the first few days. I thought, okay, this is cool. Let's see what happens. And I unlock like the skill tree. And then there's all these different cool mechanics. It looks neat, mm-hmm. but it kind of boils down to you doing a couple shapes with your finger and then you having to either go spend some time out in the real world to collect resource or to collect the spell energy or spending some money. So, and right. you know, it, it kind of fizzles out for me really, really yeah. fast. Oh yeah, dude. You're not a big, Hey, if blades taught us anything is that <laughs> Manny does not appreciate uh microtransactions. No, I am waiting for like an actual game to come to my phone. Like honestly, Diablo immortal is like the game that I'm looking for that I could like, be away from the house, mess around on my phone and and make some progress and have maybe a little bit of fun without Sound. feeling like somebody's trying to squeeze all my money out of my pocket. Sounds like so. you're waiting for xCloud, buddy. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, well, we, Coolness, got, man. Uh, we got some news stories, buddy. You ready to rock? Let's do it, bro. All right. Well, first up, just we just got a couple quick things, dude. Nothing okay. too serious. Just we'll really fast. Quick, we'll call them quick hits. How's that? The quick hits. <laughs> oh, that sounds dope. Uh, the first one is a mobile game, Tetris ninety nine. Yes. It is uh, a little battle royale game where you we've, play versus other people. We talked about this a few months ago when it came out. Did. Yeah. So now it's, it's mobile. Uh, it's coming to your phone. Ooh. It's coming to your nice. phone. I think it'll do For really well the- on mobile. For all the Tetris nerds out there. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of them. There's a lot. It's it's a great game, dude. It's, it's no a- solitaire, dude, but it's pretty awesome. It's right up there. <laughs> it's right up there with solitaire and Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, man. So, I mean, hey, that might actually, if that comes to mobile, that might be worth picking up. There you go, bro. Something to do at the bus stop. There you go. Uh, Next up, something really funny. NBA 2K. Oh, 
there's this cool thing is I think they it was like a full price game, right? And then mm-hmm. this it dropped in price like a huge sale, but they did something that people are really mad at. There are now like full length commercials in the game during the game, like it's a real game, like an actual game, <laughs> yeah, that you can't skip. And oh, it doesn't no. matter if you pay the sixty bucks when it first came out; you just can't skip it. That is not that is not cool. That's dirty. Yeah, dude. I'm look. If I'm playing a video <laughs> game and you're showing me commercials during my video game, I'm throwing yeah. that video game away. You know yeah, what I mean? I, you know, and I can see like you know like the the banners and everything like around the stadium, and uh-uh. you know I could actually see those being like live ads that are updated. Like one week you see Coca Cola. The next week you see like, I don't know, whatever, Walmart, I don't know who advertises at NBA games, but but, I mean, something like that, but to have like commercials. Dude, I mean, you you paid money for this game. Like that means like, no, no commercials. That's out of control. Yeah. So I, I, in all fairness, I just learned about this story. Um, so I didn't, I wasn't able to do enough research to see, you know, maybe there is a way to skip it or, or maybe they've, you know, the backlash has made them change. But as of now, from what I learned, that stinks. I'm pretty sure that I've seen like a gym. I'm pretty sure I've seen like a gymquisition or something, you know, one of those YouTube sort of, um, yeah, shock jocks. Uh-huh. <laughs> or what do they call them? Prov- provocateurs. Provocateurs. <laughs> is that the, is, nice. Is that the buzzword for them? The poor young and, and those guys. Uh-huh. Um, but I, like I thought that. I, I thought I saw uh, a Jimquisition on this, and he was worked up about it, man. So, yeah, that's no good, man. That sounds like a mess. Yeah, but I heard it's on sale for like five bucks. So, dude, the why not? Price five of bucks. five bucks, you too can watch all the commercials. <laughs> why not, dude? All right, next up, the uh, Outplayed podcast, our dear friends, Mm -hmm. they do an Apex show. They do? And it's really cool. Mm -hmm. And I totally introduced the story completely backwards. (laughs) So I don't know what happened. We say that Actually, you know what? uh, It's it's like misspelled because they don't have no E in their name. So like the red squiggly line drew my eye to it. So I said that first. Well, the reason we bring that up is <laughs> the uh, Apex season two is coming. Yes. They had this cool trailer uh, Larson linked in the Battle Royale channel and Discord. I looked at it and it looks really cool, man. Uh, oh, nice. Apex is a really fun game. Everybody knows about Apex. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next season's coming up. They have a new new hero, whatever we talked about. Uh, no, a legend, right? Yes. Uh, we talked about it last week. Archimedes gave us a couple details. It's the lady, right? It's it's the lady with mm-hmm. a uh, she is she like Russian? I don't something. I can't she does some kind of electrical fence thing. Super awesome. She move. shocks people. Yeah, I obviously have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, I so yeah, I brought that up to say go listen to the outplayed but you podcast. Should listen. But we know guys that do know exactly. Yeah, see, so I was totally right. playing it up as though I have no idea. <laughs> Okay, I literally have no idea. Anyways, season two is coming. Our last quick little uh, tidbit. What do we call them, Andy? Uh, quick hits, bro. Our quick hits? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Cyberpunk's 2077 is going to have quite a large file size. You can pre-order now on PlayStation and Xbox. 
and it looks like it's just under 100 gigabytes of data. Well, look, it's no Red Dead Redemption, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that thing was massive. I think it is smaller. Yeah, it is. Um, I thought it was like 120 Red Dead or something crazy like that. Well over 100. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't surprise me. Cyberpunk looks like it's going to be a pretty massive world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's cool. So you've got a almost you got under less than a year to free up some hard drive space. Start making room. Yep. Start deleting all this junk you have on there. Mm-hmm. Speaking about junk. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, all right, is, let's jump in let's to some 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 a heavy topic here. Andy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this article comes from Kotaku.com. The article is called "The Humanity Cost of Call of Duty Black Ops." Mm. Andy, this story was kind of like you read it, and it's like this stinks. Yeah, this is really sad. This is kind of reminiscent of the story we saw from Jason at Kotaku about Bioware. How Bioware was utilizing so much crunch tactics on their team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just makes for a terrible work environment. Out of that story, remember that uh, part of that was folks messaging him, right? From other companies saying, hey, just replace Bioware with X company and it's the same thing. So it sounds like it's just an insidious sort of issue that's... that's, uh, taken hold of just the industry in general, right? Yeah, and it's becoming a thing for developers who don't treat their employees like this to actually make a big deal about it. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, for instance, Bungie had this bug. They were talking about, you know, fixing it. There was a problem with a weapon. And they're like, you know what? We can't fix it now. We don't want to push our staff to have to, you know, bend over backwards to get this fix out. We're just going to say, you know what? It's just going to stay in the game. We're going to take over our employees and we'll get a fix out as soon as we can. And stuff like that is commendable because it's a huge contrast to like in this story, Treyarch. Mm, Yeah. So what's going on is that Treyarch, they have their, uh, their QA department and a lot of those people are temporary and contract workers. Mm -hmm. So what that means is based on their experience, they get paid anything from minimum wage all the way up to 30 bucks an hour. And they're in California. California is, is you know, it's a super expensive place to live. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people are getting paid minimum wage. So they're not getting any benefits because they're temporary workers. Right. The problem is, you know, a lot of companies do this. I was between jobs several years ago. I signed up for a temp service because I just needed some cash. So it's, it's a great thing where you can just kind of go say, here's my name in the hat. Here's what I can do get me something to do so I could bring some money home. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately to get their foot into the door of like Treyarch and, and some other developers that kind of do the same thing, you got to start at the very bottom. And for some people you have to start at like this, you know, being a contract worker or being a temp, the mail room. So, yeah. <laughs> as it were, as it were, but this room is actually the QA room. And this, mm-hmm. as the story goes here from Jason, they they're forced to work in these small small rooms that are made for a certain amount of people and they're just jamming lots of people in there. There's so many instances where they're talking about how, you know, they go home at night, uh, the, the, the main team does and they turn off the AC. Mm-hmm. So they're slaving away 
cramped rooms, no air conditioning, and they're testing these games. They're pushing out patch after patch after patch. So they have to test everything. And a lot of these people, they're comparing it to like a sweatshop. A a literal sweatshop. Exactly. You know, and so they're, you know, they're, they're making this AC off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not good. So in order to make ends meet, they're having to to work overtime and a lot of it, there's always work to go around and they're not being forced, but definitely, you know, you, you have this pressure that you have to stay, you have to work or else you're probably not going to be there too much longer. Mm -hmm. Bad work conditions, dude. It's not cool. Right. They're being treated like second class as well. Yeah. Like, you know, they had, they had like the, this, these parties when the game was successful, the people, they would be like the QA department would be invited, but they were told you could only stay for 20 minutes. You can't drink anything because you have to go back to work after that 20 minutes. Just like, man, that's not cool, man. They're, the lunches are getting catered, but, but not for the QA department. You know, they don't, they don't get any catered food. They're just getting treated differently and it's not okay. No, for sure. It's, uh, you know, I mean, it It also, like, for me, in mm-hmm. my world, right, and I'm sure maybe for you in, in uh, you know, in a union shop, we'll call it, uh, there is a little bit of sort of, you know, you got to kind of pay your dues, right? Um, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that maybe they're antiquated traditions that we do, right? Like, you know, you come in, maybe in your world, you come in. Uh, as the new guy or as the bottom sort of tier guy or even like a temp guy, right? Because I'm sure you guys have yeah. temps. Hey, you know what? You're going to get the, the route nobody wants, right? Sure, sure. Or you've, you're you going to get the job that, that is sort of like the 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 job no one wants to do, right? But in yeah. this world here where these guys are making a significant amount of money, right? Uh, on the backs of these uh, – dudes right here who you know dudes and ladies i'm sure uh, yeah. who who are testing out the game making sure that the product is of a good quality which has been a huge issue lately right for sure for <laughs> across sure, yeah. the board it seems like it just doesn't seem fair right and it goes back yeah. to i mean right here we're speaking very specifically about qa uh folks but i mean it, it even further right like to some of the devs and and the te- the, the the dev teams uh and and the need for some sort of representation you know so yeah. that things like this don't don't happen i mean look if i'm qa mm-hmm. and i'm a temp i mean the kind of person i am i don't expect to uh necessarily be invited to the parties and all that sure. stuff right but yeah. dude, shutting shutting off the AC, like some of those other things, dude. It's like, no, it's no good. No, these are people. It's man. dirt bag. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we also learned that the management, um, you know, they're they're making some bad decisions. One of the decisions they made was to cut the single player campaign that they had planned, and it actually sounded pretty cool. It's like some co op stuff, or you can play with some AI. Mm-hmm. But they they saw that Red Dead, the release date got changed. So then they reacted and said, "Okay, well then we need to get the game out in this window instead." So that is the reason why we didn't have a, a campaign. And at that time, Thanks they decided lot, we Red need Dead. to do yeah, <laughs> we need to do a battle royale. <laughs> so that was actually that came 
to flourishing from zero in about nine months. Oh, wow. They were promised, you know, crunch, we're going to do crunch and then we'll be over with it. And then we'll do crunch and then we'll be done with it. And it just kept getting pushed back. So it's like it's this culture of crunch in this culture of poor treatment, the QA department specifically. It's not mm. good. Right. Yeah, exactly. So after this article came out, the studio heads, Dan Bunting and Mark Gordon, mm. they responded to this Kotaku article. Let me guess, Manny. Yes. <laughs> Cut and paste <laughs> what Bioware said. Yeah, Just change yeah. the names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, you know what? We don't even, I have this all here. We don't even have to read it. Honestly, we don't. Because it is it is a cut and paste, basically, of what yeah. Bioware said. You know, we yeah. have to uh, we have to improve work-life balance. And we have these significant changes we have to make. It's going to take hard work yeah. and time and commitment. Yeah. Right. right. No. Right. Yeah. Just plain no. Mm -hmm. You can make decisions today that improve the quality of life for your QA team for everyone. You can make those decisions now. Yeah. It's, you know, we we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard any follow-up for Bioware. Like, how are mm. things now? Well, you know, and I hope right. we have that story in, you yeah. know, six months or whatever. But this happened yeah. to Treyarch before. Like, this this is not the first time we've, we've seen Treyarch go through this stuff. So, mm. you know, forgive me if I think Dan and Mark are just saying what the PR guy said to say. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's not yeah. cool. It's, it's, you know, it's PR speak, right? It, and it, we're just going to keep seeing these statements that say, hey, you know, we're sorry. Our intention is pure. We promise. Uh, we intend to fix the issue next time. <laughs> yeah. We won't mistreat our employees. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. Okay. What does that mean? You know what I mean? And, and, and like you said, right? Six months down the line. We're right back where we started, right? I mean, I honestly, like, I think, the, and I feel like we mentioned this on the Bioware story, like, I don't want to hear apologies, right? Get these people represented. That's what we need. That's it. Yeah. We need someone to, you know, have a seat at the table that represents these folks so that they get, they demand fair treatment, right? Yeah, because exactly. Because if we leave they it need... to the, yeah, we leave it to them, that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. They need third party arbitration. They need people to stand up right. for every party and, and figure yeah. out something that's fair for everyone. Yeah. And yeah. just, just saying, Hey, we hear you. We right. need to make some decisions. It's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. What they need, what they needed were promises. Mm -hmm. They need to say, these are the things we're going to change. Mm -hmm. This is when they're going to be changed by, by these dates. Right. But but we don't get that because it's just PR speak. It is. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we shall see. Yeah. It's pretty bad. And stuff like this is the worst that the industry has for people. It's like dream, dream jobs are, are turning into sweatshops. Yeah, man, for sure. And, and And again, we're speaking very specifically to the QA department here. But we've we've said it in the past, right? Like a lot mm -hmm. of these devs, the, a lot of their staff, not just the QA staff, a lot of their staff are temps 
or if they're not specifically labeled temps, yeah, the the job description almost in and of itself is a temporary one, right? Because sure. they work on a game, they finish that game, and then it's like suddenly, okay, you're out of a job, and now you got to go work somewhere else, and you got to move to another state, to another city. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's just, uh, it seems like such a turbulent uh, way to make a living. For, yeah, you know, and and, and hey, man. Before we started kind of talking about all this stuff, I'd have thought that, man, if you work for EA, you work, you make a career out of there, you work, you move on to the next game, but that apparently is not the case, you know? Yeah, it's, it definitely seems like a pretty tough industry, mm-hmm. for sure, yeah. when you're working for certain developers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. But thankfully, there are some shining lights out there. Yeah, well, let's hope that uh, those are the ones that... Uh, that make all the money so they too can become <laughs> evil corporations. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of evil corporations, Andy. Oh, hey, segue. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this story comes from Polygon. Uh huh. And it is called EA Calls Its Loot Boxes Surprise not, Mechanics. Manny, they're not loot boxes. We don't say that word anymore. No, we don't. That's a dirty word. <laughs> and is. they also say that they are used ethically. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, and you want to tell us about this, man? This is this okay. is some cool stuff. Here we go. Oh, man. <laughs> this really is like something out of the onion, okay? <laughs> so... <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, here we go. Polygon. A senior executive at Electronic Arts told the United Kingdom's parliament that the company prefers to call loot boxes, quote unquote, surprise mechanics, and argued that their use in EA games is quite ethical and quite fun and enjoyable to people. Hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Appearing before a House of Commons committee on Wednesday, Carrie Hopkins vice president of legal and government affairs at EA responded to a member of parliament who had asked if the publisher had any quote unquote ethical qualms about loot boxes. Their use in 2017 star Wars battlefield two kicked off a huge controversy that drew scrutiny from several governments, including those in the United States and Europe loot boxes in the form of ultimate team packs are also a major source of revenue for EA's FIFA franchise. Hopkins compared loot boxes to other products, Kinder Eggs, a chocolate treat with a toy in its center, and Hatch Hatchimals, a blind box style toy hidden inside an egg. People like surprises, Manny, she said. (laughs) (laughs) But the comparison to Kinder Eggs was quite ironic given that the chocolate eggs were banned in the U.S. until recently. Over concerns the prizes were a choking hazard. Uh, here, here, kid, have this cigarette gum candy. That <laughs> like, oh my god, dude, dude, this is out of control, man. It really this is funny, dude. It really is, and you know what? I encourage folks. There is a YouTube video associated with this, and it is just like it's pure gold, man. Um, uh, I think I saw Yong's take on it. I'm sure, you know, all the usual suspects, the, the internet provocateurs, uh, (laughs) have their own version of this video, but, uh, man, and you know what, there are, there were also some really good memes that came out of this, right? Where people started putting, it's not, 
it's not internet piracy it's surprise you know fill in the blanks it, there's some really good stuff that came out here, but it's so ridiculous manny the audacity oh my goodness of this yes. lady to just sit there with a straight face and just spew all this nonsense i just i was like oh you know, I want to turn this off. I want to turn this off. I want to unplug that person. <laughs> not, not allow them to say anything else ever again. Oh man, yeah. it's so bad. It's it's pretty hilarious. Like yeah. this is really great because I don't think she's fooling anybody. Because no. when she's try to say that with a straight face, she got a <sighs> chuckle. Yeah. And so, you know, the the fear is that the member these members of parliament they're not going to be in the know and they're going to have the wool pulled over their eyes. Yeah. But I, I I don't think so. This was so over the top ridiculous. I just don't see something like this, you know. It's not pot, mom. Smell test. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 my glaucoma medication. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, doesn't surprise mechanics sound fantastic? Oh it's my like, god, yeah. Like Andy, you want to go to the movies tonight? No, I'm going to stay home for some surprise mechanics. Bro, they're I've got so this. enjoyable and quite fun. It's it's so dumb. It is. It's really It drives stupid. me nuts. It's hilarious. It's, yeah. It's a full on like, you know, used car salesman kind of trick, you know, they were trying to pull here. It's Man, I mean, it just shows the the lengths that these people will go to protect their golden goose, man, which I think more and more like, I feel like EA, there's sort of their stance on, on all of it, right? Whether we're yeah. talking about, like, Battlefield was a huge issue for them. And then out of that, it seems like, well, you know, we're towing kind of the 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 line now, right? Oh, oh loot boxes are a dirty uh-huh. word. We're not going to put them in <laughs> any of our games. But uh-huh. the one, I feel like the one that they're just building like this moat around is FIFA, right fifa oh yeah they have to protect it yes oh my gosh yeah so it's like you know they'll tell us what we want to hear with most every other game but like they're they're sports franchises i feel like they're just like they will go down swinging to protect those man yeah Um, what i think is funny is that their whole like ad campaign for like anthem and then now for the new star wars like a selling point, a selling feature is that they're saying we don't have any loot boxes. Right. They specifically yes. name loot boxes as something that is excluded from the game itself. And yeah. it's a selling point for them to just go ahead and say, no, they're actually surprise mechanics. Like, right. wouldn't it be funny if they just try to like play the whole thing through and they're like, there's no surprise mechanics in this product. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just so dumb. Like, why are they doing this? Well, we know why, but it's. Yeah. It's pretty out of control. It is. It is. Well, let's see how all this, you know, proposed legislature pans out, man, because it would be nice to get a handle uh, on how companies are trying to monetize their games, right? Yes. You know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the free-to-play model. I don't know, man. I I, I feel like now, I, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, right? Like we talk about something uh-huh. like Warframe, which is free to yeah. play, and and we hold that uh, as consumers, even we hold it up to uh, sort of like here's the example of how to monetize your game properly. But when you sit and you think about it, right, the fact that it's free, we give them a free pass on a lot of mechanics in the game, 
that otherwise, like you talked about uh, Blades and how everything yeah. has a timer, right? Well, Warframe oh, yeah. has that. You know what I mean? It's uh-huh. like, hey, I'm going to forge <laughs> this really awesome gun, but it's a 72-hour timer on that. So I have to wait three full days, three real-life days before I can play with that gun. Or I can give Platinum, which is the in-game uh, currency, which costs mm. real money, to speed it up, right? Yeah. That mechanic, I feel like insert that into Blades, people would lose their minds. It would be like, oh, this is disgusting, right? <laughs> but because Warframe is free to play, we don't really make that noise. Now, I'm not saying that Warframe is doing this wrong. I'm just saying it's a very sort of – it's a tight wire, you know what I mean? And I think yeah. as consumers, we have to decide whether or not that's something that we stand by because it's like – it's the same thing, right? It's yeah. the exact same thing and we consider it disgusting in one example and like perfectly acceptable in the other. Right. Well, I would note some like key differences. Right. Because in Warframe, you know what you're getting. Yes. In oh, yeah, Blades, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Right. It, in Blades, it's uh, you don't know what's in that box. Yeah. Because it's just loot. So mm-hmm. imagine just playing. Imagine playing Diablo, Andy. Mm-hmm. And all the loot you get is in a box. And every right. box takes a day to open up. And you can only have mm-hmm. 10 boxes at a time. Like, how is that cool? How is that fun? And you don't know that what seems, you're getting out of that box. Yeah, yeah, that seems yeah, pretty. Yeah, you're right. That is a that is pretty a, heavy-handed. A, right. That's that is a huge difference. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is sure. As consumers, we do have to decide, you know, what we consider acceptable versus what these this business tells us is acceptable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if the Warframe fi- model is it then it is right then it's acceptable mm-hmm. and like you said right there are some 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 differences there and i think overall i'm fine with the way warframe does things because i mean i support that game right like i they sure, don't sure. force me to do anything right and the game and the systems and it's been supported and the way they've done business has been awesome mm-hmm. but the point i'm trying to make is that the systems the systems themselves that exist it's like oh man i feel like it's I don't know, man. It's you know, yeah. it, it almost feels like we should we should just not do it that way at all, so that it's not even an option for businesses like EA or Activision to say, "Ooh, we maybe we'd love to get into some of that Warframe action." Except they charge you for the game, the DLC, you know, the season pass, all of those things. Yeah, and oh yeah, all of these. Uh, what are we calling them again? Uh. Oh, surprise <laughs> mechanics or whatever the hell I'm supposed to say now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But anyway. It's out of control. Here's the thing. Just one more thing before we move on. At least for me, at the heart of all this is mm. the desire to protect young minds and children, right? I don't right, yeah. I don't want my kids exposed to this kind of stuff. So I'm, I, I don't let them play certain games. But there's a lot of parents out there who are, who just can't keep up with what their children are doing. And then they get these gambling habits from these games. And it's just not cool. It's just not. So I don't totally not I cool. don't necessarily think they need to outlaw loot boxes. I mean, if they do, that's fine with me. It doesn't break my heart. But if they don't, if they don't, 
I think they need to make games that have these loot boxes and stuff like that. I need them. I think they need to make it so that they're only for adults, like a mature rating or something yeah. or adult only. Yeah. Don't uh, let children play these things where, right. where they're going to be asked to spend their real life money for the fun, you know? Right. So, you know, if, if it's a free game and you're breaking the fun because you get to a point where you have to uh, pay some money here and there and here and there, just charge for the game up front. Right. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see yeah. what happens with mm-hmm. these uh, these surprise, surprise mechanics. mechanics. Surprise mechanics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to have to remind each other. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, oh dude, gosh. let's talk about something pretty cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. So this story comes from gamesradar.com mm-hmm. and is the list of the E3 2019 best of show. Ooh, best of so show. So what's cool is that they have all these, they're, they're the Game Critic Awards, basically. Mm-hmm. So they have like over 50 uh, media outlets and influencers from all along, all across the world to kind of cast their votes on what some of the best games are sh- that are shown at E3. So... Dude, let's start with the top. Okay. Best of show. Mm. So is we had where, what? Is this uh-huh. where the developer walks their game around with a leash, like running them through <laughs> the little obstacle yes. course? And, okay. They do this little jog. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And their game this is standing jog. up as straight as they can. <laughs> do not let it poop on the carpet, dude. No, don't do totally that. Totally get points taken don't off. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with best of show. All right. And the nominees were Final Fantasy VII Remake, Borderlands 3, Doom Eternal, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, The Outer Worlds, Watch Dogs Legions. Mm. No, just one Legion. Yeah, not not multiples. No, no that's just one. No, that's you can you can only get that one in a surprise mechanic. Box. Yes. So folks at home, you guys can play along. You have your winner picked. Okay, you're probably wrong because it's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Actually, know, that maybe. looked really, really good. Yeah. And I think actually a lot of people would have picked it because it did look pretty good. You know, we were, we were, you know, we were, of course, talking about this a little bit uh, and mm-hmm. how we, we, uh, in the Discord. Yes. You know, there weren't, I guess, the three of us that did the E3 show didn't really have a background in Final Fantasy. And so, you know, folks were mentioning like oh those are great and then they started coming uh-huh. out of the woodwork so uh, <laughs> but i was telling you this really does look awesome dude and it, and if and when right it releases on the switch i'm getting yeah. it for the switch this nice. i'm told when i brought up i've played one final fantasy uh game i'm told this is the one the one with the sword mm-hmm. is seven so i'm excited <laughs> about that <laughs> yeah square enix showed up really big at e3 this year Mm-hmm. So that yeah, it is pretty cool to see Final Fantasy VII remake, and it it, it looks good, man. It won, yeah. Uh, best original game, The Outer Worlds, Twelve Minutes, Bleeding Edge, Control, and John Wick Hex. Hmm. Let me hmm. guess, Manny. John guess. Wick. Nope. Really close, close, <laughs> but it was uh, it was The Outer Worlds. Yeah, dude, there's uh there's a lot of hype behind that game, man. Yeah. They've actually it does. had like a folks have had their hands on sessions sessions with it and yeah. uh we hear a lot of good things. 
Yeah, I'm. I was not going to get it. I'm definitely getting it. Yeah. It looks really cool. I'm. I'm excited about it. And you know, you have to have a proper expectation with this particular title, because although they are now Microsoft Studio and have plenty of financial backing for this project, they started out as like this is going to be like a double A. It's going to not be like a, like a triple A title. That's right. Just because they didn't yeah. have the budget for it during development. So have proper expectations, mm-hmm. and I think you'll really enjoy it. I've heard some really good things about the dialogue trees in that game, too. Like, some pretty, like, hilarious stuff coming out of that. So uh, I'm pretty hyped about that game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to be good, man. A best console game, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Luigi's Mansion 3, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Watch Dogs Legion. Best console game? Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII, VII Remake. Again. Yeah, dude, and it beat uh, Zelda. So, yeah. like, that has to be, like, even if you aren't a fan or, or don't have a lot of working knowledge about that game, like, that has to make your antenna come up, right? Like, if yeah. influencers and people that know about gaming are picking that, and, and, like, it seems like anything with Zelda on it is a is immediately, like, the darling, right? Then, uh then yeah yeah and well and there was a, a caveat i believe for like a, it had to be a playable demo there so that's why you're not going to ah. see like cyberpunk and stuff like yes. that um right. and, uh best pc game doom eternal borderlands 3 control the outer worlds wolfenstein youngblood and the winner for that was doom eternal uh i was gonna I think, uh, what was it? Duke Nukem used to say some stuff. I was going to quote Duke Nukem. Wrong right. game. <laughs> Wrong game, Manny. <laughs> Wrong game. Okay. Andy, best action game. Are you ready? Yes. Doom Eternal, Borderlands 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Gears 5, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Gears 5. Nope. Doom Eternal. I disagree. all of you are wrong (laughs) they only showed like one mode right it was it was that new kind of reverse horde mode the escape yes yeah yeah yeah. so yeah i mean uh they they, i think you know they kind of shortchanged themselves same thing with call of duty i think if they would have shown more call of duty um that may have had a better a better chance of being the best action game uh borderlands 3 it's kind of like more of the same you know, although it's fine, it's good. It's going to be Borderlands. But that Doom Eternal, man, that looks like it'll get your heart pumping. Yeah, we'll see, Manny. All right, Andy. Are you ready for the best online multiplayer game? Yes. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Bleeding Edge. Gears 5. Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yes. And Wolfenstein Youngblood. Mm. Ooh, the winner, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Boom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. We don't like that game. Dude, I'm uh, I'm sure it's fine. I am so I'm really excited for Bleeding Edge. Yeah, dude. The that Ninja would... Theory game? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It looks uh well actually I did I didn't personally get to see it. But yeah, it's all like this is the melee one, right? All melee. Yeah, yeah, it's like the four v four. 
Yes. Crazy characters. Yes. Dude, I I see some bleeding edge knights, some gears five knights, some community PvP knights in our future. Those two, I think those two games would be great for stuff like that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I think with all the games that are that are releasing, the way games are releasing, I think in the last few years especially, for sure, man. I think that's sort of gonna have to be my gaming schedule where it's like, hey, we're playing this game tonight this other game tomorrow night like just so we can yeah get, uh, there's so much stuff yeah just get in there and play all the different things all right dude let's let's close out this list here okay. with the best ongoing game oh we have destiny 2 final fantasy 14 fortnite monster hunter world tom clancy's the division 2 final fantasy because they won everything else close that was the second choice the first one i read (laughs) destiny 2 what wow yes best ongoing game dude they're killing it right now a redemption story it seems i think so dude (laughs) well dude here well i'll take a moment because i have been playing a lot of destiny lately yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah it, it really it's a much different game than it was before. There is an overabundance of things to do in the game. Um, and, and yeah, man, it, I mean, it feels, it feels a lot like the old destiny, uh, except minus a lot of the sort of clutter that we had before. I, I think it's, it's personally, I believe it's in the best place it's been ever. Um, yeah, but at the same time, like, I'm not playing it as relentlessly as I was before because I don't feel the stress about it. Right. Because there is so much to do now that I'm not going to get to all of it. There's no way. So it's almost liberating, right? Like, well, I don't have to do everything. Right. Because I I have more than enough stuff that I can do to progress the progression feels a little bit easier, a little bit more forgiving, not quite as, you know, where before you would have the 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 spots where you would slow down to a halt and have to break through this soft cap, right? I don't feel yeah. like they put that in there anyway. I don't know. It feels like it's it's certainly heading in the right direction. All the new stuff that's coming out has a lot of people exciting the fact that they got rid of Activision, you know, yada yada yada. But, you know, it makes sense. I think they're doing a really good job. It is super popular. And a lot of people are having a great time playing in our discord. Like I don't really go down to the destiny channel right too often. Cause I'm not, uh, I'm not playing the game. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's always people in there talking about playing and doing all this stuff and getting yeah. these different things I feel and like from it's the, the outside same... looking in. It looks great. I feel like it's the same handful of people, but yes, very excited. Most, most folks are pretty excited about it. I looked at the bungee.net clan page, the gaming adventure club clan in destiny Mm -hmm. and i looked at i was like does this need help does this need cleaning out and like almost everybody in there is active so that was really cool yeah i mean there's obviously there's people like me and the Wahlbergs and stuff you like you know there's there's a few of us who haven't played for a long time yeah but um people are having a good time i think Mm -hmm. that's great yeah well good for them let's hope uh they can set the stage for all the other uh online games that are that are to follow yeah they're definitely setting a precedent for changing things so that you're more customer focused so that Mm -hmm. you're taking care of your employees 
And that is leading to some success. So hopefully some people can take a page out of Bungie's book. There you go. But that is a show, my friends. Andy, we're done, buddy. We are? We are. But first, let's say thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for everything you do, for taking good care of us and enabling us to do shows like this and shows like a rogue agent down. We do have some plans for the future. We're not going to talk about that yet, but uh, down the line, we have some ideas to you. They're not surprise mechanics. No, they're definitely not surprise (laughs) mechanics. And this show, if, if it comes out to when it's supposed to, then yesterday, our uh, second episode of our Patreon cast was released uh, our June episode coming out the last day of June. How do you like that? Uh, so so that's available for you, Patreons. So thank you. It'll be a good time. Yes, indeed. So if you have any feedback for us whatsoever, just go to GamingAdventureClub.com and leave us some feedback. For sure. So until next time, my friends, have an adventurous week and take care of each other. <laughs>